Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You have the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Another uh, exciting night. We have our guests as par normal. We have Paul, Todd, and uh, a new addition here. We have Brian and myself, Craig. So uh, say hi, everybody. Paul. Hi, everybody, Paul. Hey. And say hi, everybody, Paul Todd. Hey. Hey. Hello, everybody. And how about you there, Brian? Hi, everybody. Paul Todd, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Interesting events. We have lots to talk about tonight, I think. Um, Something I found out just recently, and uh, not too many people are aware of. I'm going to start it off with... uh, the Canadian Constitution Foundation, or the CCF. Shortly after the Emergency Act was uh, enacted, they uh, filed a court case against uh, the Government of Canada for a judicial review of the Emergency Act. Of course, uh, like any good government would do, they uh, kept putting it off, right? They put it off... uh, too long, and uh, now it's uh, it's proceeding. It's on day three of that uh, judicial review, and uh, hearing the case was a, a former trucker, which I thought was kind of funny. So he's has an understanding of the trucking industry, and he also has an understanding of the well. He's he's not uh, a flunky uh, appointed by the the Liberal government was the other nice thing. So at any rate. They're hearing this judicial review, which will have it's it's similar to the public inquiry, but this one will have teeth in it, and will go strictly by the letter of the law and the requirements under the Emergency Act, and they're they're going to make a decision on whether the government had the authority to enact the Emergencies Act, and not just be a, a biased opinion from a, a, a liberal. Patsy, which uh, oversaw the last uh, the public inquiry. So that's pretty good. Uh, one of the things he already spoke about today was, uh, or yesterday, was the fact that uh, the government couldn't rely on the results of the public inquiry as a basis of their defense and could not also, they tried to have the case dismissed because it's now, uh, they, they say it's mute, it's, uh, it's water under the bridge, it's all gone now. And both those uh, attempts were uh, turned down by this judge. So that's a that's kind of a positive in this review. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Paul. Yeah. The government tried to use that same argument with Maxine Bernier, and um, oh, I forget what other person it was when it came to the flying rights of Canadians leaving the country. Right? Yeah. They true. said it was a moot point that it's no longer enacted, so we're not going to listen to it. But that was one of those liberal type of judges that you were talking about, right? Yeah. And that, that case is actually currently, currently under appeal. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead oh, Todd. go ahead. No, go ahead, Todd. No, you, got, you continue. I, I was um, – I haven't really followed this much, and the, the reason why is uh, we're my, – my wife and I are going through a court case related to, you know, layoffs and things that – with respect to COVID and vaccinations. And I have little expectations of justice in this country. Sorry. I'm just not optimistic. Yeah. I I hear you. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. I like, I hope something comes of this, but I think the most that's going to come of it is just rubbing their nose in a pile of shit. I don't, I don't think that anything is actually going to happen around this. I mean, a madman can shoot 22 people and the people really responsible for it, the carnage to being that high get promoted. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't mean to divert from it, but no, yeah, well, actually we'll talk about that, uh, that inquiry as well shortly here. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. But going to your point earlier, Craig, what you were saying that that might have some teeth to it as compared to the public inquiry. What teeth would that have, though? Like, wh- how would that look? What ramifications could really come from that? And a yeah, public apology? That, that, 
has uh, that's that's interesting, um, and that answer I don't have. Uh, I don't know what kind of uh, other than the fact that uh, any future decisions related to the Emergency Act, such as uh, other court cases, other civil cases, will have to rely on that on the the outcome of this judicial review in respect to uh, how their cases go forward, I should imagine. Actually, if this does go forward, uh, what's that for police officers, they can get sued personally for actions that they take beyond the law, right? Like they're they're personally liable. So that might open up lawsuits towards the RCMP officers and any other officers who assaulted and abused people during this personally. So we might be able to see some of these RCMP officers held personally liable for the damages they caused. Yeah, like yeah, the one who so. rode the horse and trampled an old lady. That's right. <laughs> like wow. we might be able to see them. Yeah. Or at least an uh, aggravated assault or, or things As along that nature. Something along or, that and lines. similar uh, that uh, Rebel News uh, um, reporter that was shot at point blank range with a 40 millimeter gas gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, that's another uh, case that's still technically under the investigation of the RCMP, which they haven't done anything in over a year or haven't made any progress in this investigation. So what can happen from that is there could be a, a, a civil case against RCMP for uh, neglect of duty or neglect of uh, their responsibilities of their investigation, uh, as well as uh, the fact of the injuries caused by this the, being shot. Well, 40 millimeters is one big mother of, <laughs> of barrel width, right? Yep. And uh, in the military, we, they use uh, 40 millimeters to launch uh, real grenades. Uh, and this 40 millimeter gun was a baton round, apparently. Oh. And was fired point blank into the, the girl, the woman's thigh. Yeah. And there's been many cases where baton rounds, and what baton rounds are is they could be a number of things. They could be like a shotgun, a, a series of hard rubber bolt, rubber uh, projectiles, or it could be uh, literally a baton, like a, a, a slug of wood, 40 millimeters in diameter, rounded off at the tip. Um, so, yeah, they can do some nasty thing. They have killed people in the past who using these things. I was going to say, they count that as a less lethal munitions? Yeah. Uh, well, the design of them, is to shoot them into the ground in front of the, the crowds, and the baton or the, the 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 hard rubber, basically ball bearings, not ball bearings, but rubber pellets, would bounce into the crowd and and cause superficial injuries. And with the baton round, it would again bounce off the ground and then start spinning. And then strike the crowd and maybe strike several people at the time, uh, producing bruising injuries. Whereas uh, in many cases, uh, overzealous uh, police officers fire them at the and they strike people in the head with them on, before they hit the ground and killing people. So, or the baton round bounces to the point where it does strike somebody in the head and kills them. So there's been numerous cases of that as well. So yeah, it's interesting stuff. So, uh, Todd, let's get on your subject about uh, the Nova Scotia inquiry and, and the name of it. And what's did you uh, do? You know much about what happened? Uh, what was well, I haven't I, I haven't read the details yet, but yeah. Um, again, they're talking about they did you know the the RCMP on the ground are the uh, going to be the fall guys for it. But, you know, it was funny. I was listening to an interview today, um, a discussion between Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer and Lieutenant Colonel um, Douglas McGregor talking about what's going on with their armed forces. And McGregor made a really interesting point. He said, uh, if you look at the success or failure of a battle, it didn't necessarily occur on that day. The success or failure started 20 years before. And I think really what's going on with the Nova Scotia inquiry and the end result is that the failure 
started many years ago with affirmative action rehiring, um, the focus on, uh, what do you call it, social issues in, um, uh, you know, these organizations and all police forces and government jobs is where the focus has been turned away from actually doing your fucking job mm-hmm. effectively to making sure that all the uh, relevant uh, social causes of the day are adhered to. And this is going, this is an evident, like going through all levels of our society. Like we had a, yesterday when we got together, we all had a big joke about the armed forces, um, LGBTQ squared pi times three or whatever it is now. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing in the RCMP up. And let's be honest. When I was in the reserves. Yeah. Go ahead. And that was well over 20 years ago. Women have no business being in frontline combat units. And women have no business being in the frontline uh, policing. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say it. There may be one in a hundred. Most men don't qualify in those positions, let alone um, in combat arms. And they've just basically lowered the bar on everything. And this is where we are. Well, it's funny, Todd, it's, uh, I don't know, did you see on Twitter Maxime Bernier's uh, tweet uh, a day or two ago, and the Canadian, it's in response to the Canadian Army, the Canadian Army posted, today on International Transgender Day of Visibility, we reaffirm our commitment to providing an open, inclusive working environment that allows Canadians to serve their country with pride and foster a culture where everyone is free to be their authentic selves and has the super gay flag butt but, plugs uh, for everybody well essentially <laughs> and then maxime bernier writes back he says and if anyone dares attack canada we'll send our elite troops of soldiers with reconstructed genitals led by our best non-binary officers wearing nail polish to defend our country be warned <laughs> yeah i uh i just He's got... legendary legendary <laughs> i just got back on twitter tonight i got kicked off Oh, uh, for welcome. 12 hours but i had my response to them was you're an embarrassment and i said yeah. you've stained the history of all who have served before can you imagine if you brought back guys from the rcr or the uh rhli uh yeah. that landed at dieppe and um confronted them with today at, oh, like boy. at their age, and they just transported them in the future. They would just be like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, yeah. See, if you did that, we wouldn't be having this issue right now. Well, that is true because they'd probably run right through the place. Oh, they they'd mow right through anything in their way. Yeah, this yeah. this would be solved within a week. Like it would yeah. it would be a non-issue, right? Yeah, ask the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just. We are living in clown world, absolute yeah. clown world. Yeah. And, you know, being on Twitter, I don't know what good it's doing. I'm, I'll, I'll, maybe, it's, maybe it's therapy for me to just shit on these people and, yeah. get, and get suspended every 12 hours. <laughs> but um, it's just insanity. If you look at every social trend right now, Finance, um, international relations, social issues, um, anything, military. It's, it's all just absolutely infected with insanity. Oh, well, yeah, it goes right through sports. It goes into beer, like everything, literally every single thing. Beer. Did you guys yeah. see – so you brought up a good point. Did you see Kid Rock's response? I Love it. Know. I love it. I love I love the weapon of choice with the tracer rounds. I love Kid Rock, man. He's he's the best. (laughs) Yeah, grandpa's not happy. Basically he said, what did he say? Like you should Craig, you should look it up and put it into the podcast. Basically he doesn't say much other than um who did he he said fuck Anheuser Bush. He basically Yeah, Yeah, I don't I don't know what uh 
uh, weapon he had, but it was full auto. And it had tracer rounds. Yes, and, and he basically shot up a whole bunch of cases of beer. Of yep. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, uh, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is an audio version of that Kid Rock uh, ad, and here it is. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. Okay, carrying on from that. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys what do you guys think about like going to a bit of Todd's point and everyone else's point is, uh, what do you think about what happened out in Vancouver for uh, Billboard Chris? Did you see that? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good one to bring up. Like, she just sat around and the Vancouver Police Department was so complacent and just let an insult happen right in front of them and laughed off the whole issue. Yeah. Well, I, uh... I think that's a good one because it shows. It's like, uh, you know what the first thing I thought of was a picture of Crystal Knight in 1938 in Germany when um, some Jewish kid, I, I believe he assassinated, didn't he assassinate uh, some minor Nazi official or someone got shot and uh, the Nazis went nuts. The brown shirts went nuts and just basically beat up, destroyed every Jewish shop they could find. And in the front, there's a picture of a bunch of grinning brown shirts in front of a, a shop that was absolutely destroyed. And she kind of had the same look on her face. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't doing policing. She was doing advocacy work. Exactly. That person lined up with her ideals, and she wasn't able to initiate the oath that she took in order to uphold the law. He was standing on a public sidewalk, not engaging anyone. They engaged him, got in his personal space, rubbed up against him, and then decided to use force against them. And he really didn't fight back. He just – he was trying to put his hands up to defend himself and to get personal space away. Yep. I, I mean – Oh, sorry. Somebody, go ahead, oh, I'm just saying. If somebody's going to assault you, defend yourself aggressively. Yes. End of story. They would have arrested him. I mean, self-defense is self-defense. Yeah, yo, I know. Yeah, I know. It's just some sometimes it's worth it to send a message. Well, and 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 you, that you know comes to the point where, you know, social conditions aren't improving. Nope. And economic and conditions aren't improving, and uh, this is going to go down a dark path sooner oh, yeah. or later. If, if it keeps on this trajectory, you're you're going to see a civil war. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be good for the other side, though. No, it's not, no, because there's going to be a lot of, um, like, next time it won't be bouncy castles. Yeah. The problem is it's not going to be good for either side. The last exactly. the last thing you want to see in your own country is a civil war. The last thing you want to see, really, in any country is a civil war. Yeah. Because, you, well, I mean, 1776, or no, the, the American Civil War, you literally had brothers fighting brothers, right? Like, they're killing mm-hmm. each other. You have families killing each other because they've been so divided and isolated from each other. And what has happened in the last three years? How many families yep. have been divided? How many people have been forced against each against their own families? Right. Mm-hmm. It, 18, it takes 1860, by the way. Eight, 1860, yeah. Yeah. It like it takes decades century even to to recover from something like that. Like people are still pissed about that today. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and. After the French Revolution um, came the reign of terror. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but to even go to your point, Brian, um, did they force us to be brother against brother? Or were some people also looking for an excuse to be against brother against brother? A lot of yeah. people are looking for an excuse. A lot of people want to be with the herd, and a lot of people just yeah. want to be self-important right so they'll they'll jump in with whoever is the loudest voice screaming in the crowd exactly and yeah. and if that means hating your own family hating your own brother then that's what they'll do and they're like there were politicians there were prominent people in media telling families like oh if if your family member's not vaccinated don't invite them to thanksgiving dinner right yeah. 
Like they yeah. were pushing this. They were trying to divide yeah. families. And what's and this, it's our responsibility to not forget. Like I heard a I heard a great quote said, I'm not Jesus. I neither forget nor forgive. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's only so much people can forgive for, right? Like everybody's got a tolerance. And it, yeah. you look around today, like people are rapidly approaching that tolerance limit. Like it, people's fuses are so short nowadays. Like you look at was it Vancouver the other day? Mm-hmm. A guy asked a guy to not vape around his kidney, stabbed him to death in a Starbucks. I saw that. Right? So that happened. And then not e- within the same week, was it four people were stabbed on a bus in Vancouver? Yep. Yeah. Related yeah. to uh, apparently an ISIS attack? Yeah, yeah he was so, yelling uh, uh, Aloha snack bar. Aloha snack bar, <laughs> yep. yeah. Good, yeah. Good for you, bud. Good. Yeah. You go yeah. go going around murdering civilians for what? What like? What purpose? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know, but at the point is, is that, like you said about tolerance. I mean, I think the real uh, straw that's broke the camel's back is this drag queen bullshit. Oh my goodness! Well, you're you're coming after people's children. Yes. What yeah. do you what do you expect? I expected this to be a lot worse and related to the vaccines when, when people's kids started dying, but no, it's it's this drag queen story hour and trainees pushing their bullshit on children, like whew, that's a bold move. Did you, you know, see did you see what the NDP that ping what, what was her name? That that the Chinese operative probably working with the CCP in uh par, in uh, uh Ontario Parliament today pushing for uh, better recognition, more safety, anti-protest uh, around drag queen hours, around ch- children's story hours. Yeah, is that the one to like a $25,000 fine for protesting in areas of, uh, with drag queens? Like, Yeah, <sighs> fine, arrest, everything else. Just was to that... protect men dressed up in fetishes to try to groom children. Yeah, was that the one where um, she was surrounded by yeah. uh, a total freak show? Yep, 100%. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't care anymore. You know, I have I have a certain level of tolerance. Like, if someone there's someone's sexuality or sexual preferences is really none of my business. And you know, if they live beside me, they'll treat him like a neighbor. Either they'll be a, a good neighbor I like or a neighbor I I don't particularly care but, for. Just but but this but is Todd, this is it. Like, like you said, it's their preference. Keep it to yourself. Once you tell me about it. Don't expect me to have the same opinion you have if you ask me what my opinion is. Yeah. And when you bring that out in public and you try to get other people to come along with you with your sick fetish, good luck, bud. Good yeah. luck. You, you, you're grooming children. It's pedophilia, and that LGB has now turned into an alphabet soup. Yeah. And, uh, a, and, a, and a vast political uh, movement, uh, which is contrary to public morals. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, you know, it's, it's being pushed in our faces by the state. You know, I, I, of course, all the leaders yesterday or the day when it happened, when was the the day, the national, whatever day? I think it was April 1st, April Fool's Day. (laughs) It's a big joke. Yeah, I know. Um, they all, you know, barked out, including our, uh, conservative idiots is it oh, yeah. called the conserva idiot party um you know they're not looking very good right now are they no, no. And, and you can you can see that reflected in the polls about them have gone down as a result of their waffling on a bunch of stuff so well yeah like we have the most well probably one of the most hated prime ministers in history in yeah. power and he's still in contention well i think he's gonna win <laughs> because of milk house it's it's starting to look like he's going to win again. And you know what? That might just be the best case scenario, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's the accelerationist philosophy, right? Yeah. Just yep. just take the plane right into the ground. Yeah. Full acceleration, <laughs> yeah. full yeah. nose down. Tora. Let's go. Yeah, we're losing tora, altitude. Tora, tora, tora. Full throttle down. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. we hit hard enough, some of us might survive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, I torpedoes full speed. Yeah. <laughs> part of me, part of me wants them to wear it. The economic chaos that's coming, um, 
and uh, I want I want the Liberals to wear it, and yeah, the NDP. And that's a big thing, right? If the Conservatives win, the Conservatives get in, then the Liberals are going to spend the next however many years until they get reelected, saying all of our economic hardship, the housing crisis that's imminent, the economy so, that's never been worse, they're going to blame it all on them. Yeah. Well, look at well, Romania right now. Romania is doing pretty good. So maybe, um, you know, they get the, the liberals to Craig's looking at me like, oh, God, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the liberals will win another election, run this fucker into the ground, and Trudeau and his buddies will experience their Ceausescu moment. Well, <laughs> I do know a Romanian or two. Oh, or yeah. Two, eh? And the ones I've talked to... Uh, see a lot of parallels well they're going like i went through i grew up around ceausescu i came to canada and now what fortunately or unfortunately i'm married to one (laughs) are you i am actually yeah (laughs) was she born over there yeah in bucharest romania and in uh, the ceausescu area era era absolutely and her dad was uh secret brown shirt police so she had a pretty decent upbringing over there with privilege but mm-hmm. uh yeah he had to leave before uh, he saw the writing on the wall before yeah uh Ceausescu's brain was on the wall yeah <laughs> but so he, he came over here uh well he, yeah they defected through uh uh what is it germany and mm-hmm. then uh were illegal immigrants up over in holland for about five years and then set their papers in and became landed immigrants, legal immigrants in uh, Canada. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's very funny because at the very start of COVID, when you had stores opening up their hours for the old ladies, old gentlemen, old people, an hour or two beforehand, she saw all these old people standing in line. And that's what their family would do because with her father being in policing and her mom working for the government, for uh, like the accounting services, they would hire an old lady in the neighborhood to go stand in the bread, milk, and cheese lines. And so when they came off work, the four, five, six, seven hours that they were standing in the lines, they would pay the lady some very small amount of money, go home, and they'd take over in line to go get their bread, milk, or cheese. Wow. So that, that's a bit, it's, it's called mamaya. So they would pay them mamaya just to stand in line for them while they were being active members of society and they were just doing this. And so she saw a lot of parallels to this from the very beginning. And that's what kind of set us down that road of, well, I'm a free person. I don't have to take this if I don't want it. So why are they forcing it on us? And why are we living like back in Ceausescu's area? Yeah. 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 So, but, but people over here don't know that because they don't have the hardships. They don't have the struggles. They've had more of a silver spoon existence. Yeah, they have no, they have no concept. Uh, none of them know history. I no, mean, even like, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Well, I was just saying, like, we don't either. We never experienced it, but we have an appreciation of just knowing other historical events and seeing the parallels and what can happen. Right, the wisdom and knowledge portion, and it's like it was once said, right? Like that, that uh, hard times create hard men. Mm-hmm. And we don't know those times over here. It's all been good, fun, and games. Well, I know men make Trudeau hard. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up for that one. Yeah, but um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Brian. Oh, oh, hang on. I'm sorry. It didn't go. There you go. <laughs> Bit of a time lag there, production. Uh, that's what it, that fancy editing helps out. Right? Yeah. So. so. Yeah, there can laughter. That's there what you we go. Need. Can yeah. laughter. Yeah. yeah. That, you think we're the Big Bang Theory now? Yeah. 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 That's funny. But yeah. Well, here's another one for you. That's perfect. Yep. There it is. There it is. Da dum Yep. So it's all a matter of uh, editing. That's all we. That's all I have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, so 
Let's, uh, in our morning, uh, or our look at uh, world politics right now, uh, anybody up on what's happening in the good old Ukraine today? Shit's blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of bad shit's blowing up. Yeah, I, um... You may, Today's news, uh, yeah. war in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine uh, A lot of shit got blown up. A lot of shit got real blown up, real good, and yeah. uh, and a lot of a lot of Ukes and a lot of Russians uh, got uh, got their asses kicked. Yeah, yeah, I um... yeah, I mean that's that's what happens when you fight trench warfare in modern age against GPS guided artillery rounds and aircraft that can spot you from thirty miles away. Yeah. yeah, the um, that's I think again the civil war in the United States kind of portended uh, uh, what uh, World War One was going to look at look like. Oh, and, from, yeah, during the first uses yeah. of trench. Warfare, yeah, and right? like precision gu- precision that's guided right. missiles and artillery, and um, McGregor's really like to Brian's point is making it that the Russians have a very good. Um, air defense so they can use standoff attacks with precision he says 75% of the casualties are from artillery yeah well that's that's even dating back to like the Napoleonic Wars artillery has been one of the the main killers in wars right like Mm -hmm. artillery the king of uh, the the battlefield right yeah it, it is the deciding factor in most wars like yeah, you need infantry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to take and hold ground. Infantry are the guys you need. But I mm-hmm. mean, if they're sitting in a hole being bombarded by 155 millimeter shells for 38 hours on end, there's not going to be a whole lot of them left. No, they related to one story that um, remember the the shopping mall that got blown up in Kiev. Mm-hmm. Which one? Right at the right at the initial when oh, yeah. early on in the war. Jeremy and it's initial uh, blitzer. Or? Yeah. And he's, he related, he said that um, they, they saw the Ukrainians starting to set up artillery and, and troops in this mall. And the, 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 it, the location got sent right up to command. And he said within seven minutes, a missile was launched in the Black Sea that took out the mall yeah 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 and he says that's what what the difference is is the the russians have i don't know i think they have outnumbered them about 10 to 1 in artillery and they have a unified command where some guy can you know on his platoon radio can go back to company headquarters and say there's a formation of enemy because he talked about a whole brigade of Ukrainian troops trying to relocate in the Bakhmut that were absolutely wiped out. A brigade. Yeah. Wiped out. That, that whole Bakhmut situation is, it's a meat grinder. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, no, I I would not want to be there right now. No, No. I think reports are saying Bakhmut is pretty much all in Russian hands now. It, it yeah they've been gaining pretty steady ground it's it's been slow it's been a fight but i mean when you're fighting through 13 story apartment buildings block to block street to street building to building it it takes a while it's a lot of manpower that's when you get dug in position like you you're going to spend a lot of time there it doesn't matter who you are mhm it's almost like stalingrad yeah exactly yeah. the the key of uh to take care of a 13 story building is to make it a one-story building well there seems to be yes. a bit of that going on <laughs> there's there's a lot of that going on but the problem mm-hmm. with that is when they reoccupy the position it's you're now trying to clear a rubble pile with a billion different firing points yeah, yeah that's what they said um in the second world battle of monte casino when they bombed the casino the rush uh, the germans pulled back because they notified that they were going to bomb the 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 um uh, what do you call it? The no, <laughs> there was 
there was an abbey that was there for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they basically just bombed it into rubble. And the Germans knew the bombing was coming because the Allies warned the religious, uh, I don't know, the priests or whatever. So the Germans pulled out, they bombed it, the Germans' men made fortifications in the rubble. Yep. That was called the Rock Abbey, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where's the drum? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's getting bad. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of parallels, except for like, like you said, it's a meat grinder there, Brian, uh, in those areas, and uh, I, I'm impressed by all the companies that are being uh, awarded contracts to rebuild uh, the Ukraine after it's all done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. I'll how... to George Soros or something. BlackRock. Yeah. BlackRock, Black Vanguard, yeah. all yep. these yep. multi-billion dollar organizations with no mm-hmm. face to them. Well, and isn't that amazing too, how you can own Raytheon, you can own Boeing, you can own all of these McDonnell Douglas and then you could also own the construction companies that come in after they use their products to mm-hmm. help rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the illusion of choice, right? Like these companies are all owned by a few multi-billionaires who own just about everything in the world. It, it even comes down to beer. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm never going to drink Bud Light again. But what they don't realize is Bud Light is owned by X organization who also owns X number of dozen other beer companies that they are now yeah. buying from instead. Mm-hmm. So they don't yeah. lose business. They just transfer that money to a different company under the same ownership. Um, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know well, what, you, though? If you look at the, um, Vanguard and BlackRock own about 10% of every company of everything that you own in your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and buy the competitor's product. We own them, too. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the illusion of choice, right? Yep. Yep. Well, well uh, Bud Light is owned by Anheuser Busch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kid Bones. Rock was a, yeah. correct. So they yeah. have Bud Lizer, Bud Lizer. Bud Lizer? Bud Lizer. Are you holding Apple. a Bud Lizer right now? I swear to drunk, I'm not God, Ossifer. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna beat that one into the ground that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's good that's good yeah so but you know it's almost like an interesting segue into you know that's the american model yeah and yeah. people are getting tired of it because uh, and they're starting to see the chinese model and the rest of the world is the rest of the world is uh, turning to the east. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think there's a better models. You know. It's, oh no, long long term, no, it's uh, doesn't look good. But it's it, it we're in a, a very much lose lose situation where there's got to be a third option to go with. But Playboy models. <laughs> <laughs> this. Well, <laughs> Have you guys seen that there's been a resurgence of the BRICS wanting to do uh, their currency and exchange yeah. petrol? Yeah, that's, there's that's the real war right going now. on, yeah. and that's what the real world is. Uh, real war is going about in the background, not with all yeah. this Trump nonsense and investigation. Well, that's just distraction. A, a lot of people don't know what BRICS is. Was it Brazil, Russia, in- India? Brazil, Russia, India, and with a little side note, Iran. And um, China, China, yeah. right? The, and South Africa, K? and South Africa, yeah. South Africa, yeah. 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 We're going creative on the K there. K is Kazakhstan, <laughs> and <laughs> and you can't go against the Brazilians because they there's so many of them created the Brazilian, and we got to give them hats and credits for that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the world has been a better place. <laughs> there's a there's a Brazilian of them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that deserves one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, oh, um, 
<laughs> you know, there was absolutely resounding is the silence in the Western media yeah. when China brokered a peace deal between Saudi and Iran. Because the Americans for years have been trying to use Saudi Arabia to agitate Iran and, and, and keep it in place. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to mean for Israel down the road. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. What were the details of that, uh, that peace treaty? Not just they are negotiating. I think where it comes to is the um, Iranians are backing the Yemeni rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Iran is also involved in Syria, causing mischief there, as well as uh, uh, Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon. Well, it it all comes to with, right? Like you got the Sunni Shiite in the Muslim uh, world Mm -hmm. and Saudi Arabia is on the one side, Iran's on the other, the the Yemenis thing. But did you guys also, during Trump's presidency, he also helped broker somewhat of a deal uh, through the Abrahamic Accords. Have you seen that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's getting in that he's almost kind of going with uh, Saudi Arabia and, and Israel becoming a joint partnership. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to look and look at Abu Dhabi a couple of, I think maybe less than two months ago, they created a, a, a prayer worship um, compound. Oh that yeah. It's Christians. Um, uh, what is it? Hasidic Jews. And um, and Islam all under the same campus. I heard mm-hmm. that it's called. Uh, they had a nickname called it Abi Dabi Do. It's on a roll tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much for a serious but, discussion. But to, <laughs> to that point, there to venture more into conspiracy theory territory, do you think that involves a lot of the one world religion that they're trying to establish? Well, when Trump went there and they had the magic ball, mm-hmm. remember we that picture? Yeah. Well, that uh, was in the Simpsons too, before yeah. then. Same oh, with I, him coming down the escalator shot for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's conspiracy anymore. It is a one world religion we're trying to get to. It's on the back of, if you take a U.S. dollar, it says New World Order. George Bush Sr. first said it from the Oval Office that there will be a day one day soon that will have a thousand points of light. And you look on the back of an American dollar bill right above the one dollar, like the, the numeral one dollar, there's a owl in the, in the, um, the artwork oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And it's the owl of Moloch. Child yeah. sacrifice. That is really weird, right? You'd think it would be oh, like really? the bald eagle or something like their national bird or something along those lines, some some nationalistic pride, right? It, right? it is really weird that they would have an owl up there. It's yeah. not it's not you wouldn't be surprised that all these deviants are involved in the occult. I mean they're well, all they're all have... sexual sexual deviants, they're all, you know, uh, moral moral deviants, they love war. Yeah. You have Alex. You have Alex Jones. Years ago, when he was still coming up and making his bones, but he infiltrated a place in San mm-hmm. Francisco, outside San Francisco, Bohemian yeah, Grove. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When um, then he videotaped them with the cremation of care, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Cremation of what? Care. Basically, an effigy child they set on fire underneath oh, the yeah. owl. Yeah. And and, and it was all gathering of politicians and stuff yeah it's a it's a republican it's it's a republican get-together too isn't it because everybody everybody's involved yeah they bring in male prostitutes and (laughs) what did uh uh nixon said he didn't want to go to any of these faggoty uh bohemian (laughs) grove uh (laughs) events yeah i think it was a direct quote it was a direct quote Yeah. yeah 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 but they all go and well, and, 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 you know, and, and to speak to the larger point of something more recent than that is Epstein's Island. That's just it's money laundering, it's blackmailing, it's political peddling influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they spent how many years investigating Trump and they've got him on really negligent charges like nothing, nothing will come of it. But they've spent so little time investigating the people who 
paid to traffic children and abuse them sexually. Yeah. Not a single person has been arrested from that. And that's why it always comes back to like the uh, court case you were talking about. Don't expect justice. The only justice that you're going to get in the world is the justice you do yourself. Well, you know, to, to, to to go to Brian's point is conspiracy theories. Is there conspiracy theories anymore, or do they just like f- well, facts I mean, before they come out into the real world light? There, there are conspiracy theories, right? Like there, there are some really outlandish, like flat Earth. <laughs> hey, we're gonna strike that from the record, all right? We're not fake news on the podcast. UFOs, UFOs, for them. I, I was gonna say more like under Earth and and sub terranean colonies and cities that are ruling the world but yeah they, we can go with either of those <laughs> yeah no, we'll go with the alien part well it's yeah. i read a good book about that like they make that, really yeah. good stories but there are still conspiracy theories out there and i think a lot of the ones that are put out there are put out there intentionally to muddy the waters and make people seem insane and absurd and irrational so that right. they can then expand that term right conspiracy theory to the greater group of people who are looking into things that the government doesn't want you to look into. Yeah, well, consp- right. conspiracy and, theory was a tw- was a coin was a term coined by the CIA, right? Yeah. For from yeah. Yeah. right after and, right after the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and like Abraham Lincoln said, never believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like God, oh, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I don't. I need to go to the theater tonight. Like I need a hole in the head. But but you know, it's, it's almost like that's so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> but there are subterranean highways, and you do have there, there are different very places underground, underground and bases. Places, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. even look at France, right? The uh, the crypts underground catacombs. in France, the the uh, yeah, the catacombs there, which is fascinating yeah. how vast those are, and it'd be a crazy <laughs> place to explore. But they actually should call those the human combs, right? <laughs> catacombs. But <it's... laughs> Make it stop. Dad <laughs> jokes all over the place. Yeah, dad yeah. jokes all over. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. You yeah. see what yeah. I had to grow up with? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> still in therapy over all of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, like the, there are definitely vast underground locations that, that have yet to been explored and are being used for nefarious deeds, but a lot of it is is subject to speculation, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. very little there's, information known about them. Yeah, there's and no highway I, from here to Russia underground. Yeah, and I think in yeah. organizational ways, like most of these underground areas are are not being used by any uh, large organizations or anything like that, but more or less being used by nefarious type of people, small organized crime. Yeah, you'd be so looking at more like for like the France type thing. Yeah, but th- then you get these massive complexes like they have. What is under the Denver airport? Yeah, you know the Denver airport in itself is a yeah. Ooh. That's have you guys been to the Denver airport and seen the murals on the wall? No, no I've never have been you? There, but I've, I've yeah, looked, I've been there. I had a lot of things from Denver. It's really weird. It is a yeah. freaky, freaky place. You're like in a big, like a big tent circus area with a, where the, 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 the main concourse is. And then you go zipping underground through the underground train to get to one terminal to the other terminal. And you've got some really weird things where they projected like World War. They've got doves with no heads, blood over children wearing masks, gas masks everywhere, kind of uniting under one flag. It is sick and twisted, like with grim reapers and just death all over the place. And the interesting thing is, if you look at it, they actually have in one location right near the murals a stone, and it's and it, it, it it's it, I forget the exact wording. You can look it up on the internet, but it's dedicated to a commission that that has never existed and will never exist. And it is facing out. And the theory with that is it is nowhere near Denver. You've got to go drive 45 minutes mm-hmm. to see the mountains, first of all. You're surrounded by prairie dogs. And they're saying the orientation of the runways is set up in swastika-like patterns. Hmm. 
And they're saying, probably chances are probably it's probably a nuclear facility underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is. It's probably a a strategic transfer point for elite to get to Cheyenne Mountain, right? More at the ve- yeah. at the very well, least. Well, yeah. Cheyenne Mountain has actually been closed technically. That's what they say uh, for the last since uh, since around I think two thousand. Where's really? NORAD then? NORAD is, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think where it is now. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Cheyenne Mountain, it was, it was the facility was closed. Uh, you can check on that. Hmm. But, yeah. Nope. Did we lose Paul for a second? No, I just went out. Mm-hmm. I'm checking something yeah. up. Yeah, um, but uh, I think apparently the war NORAD is based out of Peterson Space Force Base in Colorado Springs. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that's still Denver then, yep. right? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, an overview of uh, the Denver airport right now from Google Maps, and uh, yeah, it, if you take a, a aerial view from it. And look at all the runways and the the roads and stuff. It's it's in the form of a swastika. Mm-hmm. It's really weird to come into the the airport. It is such a strange thing, and they have this giant blue Mustang all by itself sculpture outside yeah. of Denver International Airport called. Then it's called Lucifer. It's wow. like if you don't believe in the occult, then it is just really weird where they talk about lizard people the new world order i'm trying to find that one <sighs> well when you have on the back of a uh, a dollar bill the eye of horus and a pyramid in novus order seclorum i mean <laughs> that's straight from their money it um have you have you checked that uh, todd on the actual cash uh yeah it's basically a pyramid with the all-seeing eye. Yeah, but where's the where's the owl? It's no. on the back of the one dollar bill, up on the top right hand side, just over from the one. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the owl, but the pyramid, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here you go. There's a Masonic uh, capstone, Denver International Airport. Uh, it says the time capsule beneath the stone contains messages and memorabilia to the peoples of Colorado. And they shut him down. Ah, he's getting too real. (laughs) He's getting too close. The aliens got him. He's being probed right now. Should we send a welfare check? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How much are you going to (laughs) send? I don't know. What's the going government rate? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we lost him. Paul, you're still there. You're missing. So, yeah, I'm just looking at the US $1 bill, and it's up in the top right corner, and it's very small. Yeah, it's definitely there. A little L. Yeah, symbology, Uh, man. They 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 believe in symbols. Yeah. And the power of symbols. That, that's a big thing, right? Like, even if you're not religious, you have to acknowledge that this is a spiritual war because the people you're fighting or who are fighting you more, more accurately do believe in all of that. And they are very adherent to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who'd we lose now? Paul. I don't know. There he is. There he is. Look at he's sideways now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been put off. There sideways. he is. He's back. Sorry, I lost you. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, we just uh, actually solved all the world's problems while you're gone. and uh, <laughs> I'll wait for it on when it comes out yeah. and release. Yeah, yeah. On the, the rest of the paper. Have you guys followed the price of gold and silver the last few days? No, no. I haven't been. Well, let's see. Gold is, is, is holding above 2,000 an ounce U.S. Um. It's up 19% in the last six months, 10% over the year, and up 5% uh, in the last year. Hmm. Silver, which was hammered 
um, a year ago, it's already a 4% um, higher. So <clears throat> this is something I've been following for a long time. And the, the people that predict, the, you know, the, the crash of the dollar in the financial system said that you'll notice that when they can't pound gold below $2,000 an ounce anymore. And India has announced a deal with, uh, I believe, Russia hmm. to um, uh, exchange and trade in their own dollars. Yes. And I believe Brazil's involved in it, like the BRICS. But China another significant... Saudi Arabia, too. Yep. And uh, OPEC has announced that they're going to drop production by 500,000 barrels a day. Wow. Don't worry, uh, Trudeau's going to have hydrogen hydrogen in about five years. Yeah. Um, So Speaking of gold, it's gone from November uh, 3rd from $1,680 to the 2020 as of today, and it literally jacked up by about 4.5% overnight. Yeah, it's going up literally, and and that's one of the things you'll say. You'll see it going up by, you know, when it really starts to happen, $50, $100 a day. Um, And that is a a reflection of two things, is that people are running to gold, and only about 1% of people who invest out there buy actual physical gold and silver. Um, And if that goes to 4%, like basically everyone running for the exit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that really surprises me is that the stock market is really holding steady. And I'm wondering if Why all the that? quantitative easing mm-hmm. that has been going on is ending up being pumped into the stock market. A hundred percent. There was an actual ch- uh, chart that was released two weeks ago saying during the worst part of 2008-9 stock uh, housing market, during that week, they, the feds had pumped out $110 billion relief during that one seven-day period. Two weeks ago, the Federal Reserve in the U.S. pumped out $153 billion. And you didn't even hear about it. And you didn't hear about it, and we're not in recession because one thing that's low is still unemployment in the states because they don't count people who no longer are looking for work. Yeah. So it doesn't meet all the metrics. It meets all the metrics except for one, and that's unemployment because people just don't care to work anymore. And so that's why we're not in a technical recession, hmm. according to Janet Yellen and the dummies at the Federal Reserve. Yeah. I'd, I'd be really interested to see what the number of people in Canada who don't actually care to work anymore is. Well, most Oof. of the people who work for the government. Well, including them, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I, like, I, I would probably say that that number's got to be 25, 30%. Which is a, it, your country's ruined at that point. If you, like, that's pure blown communism when you just pay people to sit at home and do nothing. Like, why should anybody else bother showing up to work, right? Well, well let's be honest. Just take a look at the faces in different cities that are popping up. The only reason I think our economy is what it is is because we're letting East Indians over here and the Chinese are taking over as well. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're funneling their money in here. No, like not just that. Not just money. It's just they're funneling people here, too. Like mm-hmm. immigration, we're up one million new Canadians in one yeah. year alone. In Canada, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And those are the ones that are working. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there was a recent uh, statistic where, you know, dipshit is going on about uh, him and Freeland are going on about, uh, re- you know, the job recovery is amazing. <laughs> Something like yeah. 80, 85, 80, in the 80%, I don't know, it was 85 or 80%, 7% of the jobs created were government jobs. Government right. jobs, yeah. Because yeah. that's and the problem. only job the government can create is government jobs. Yeah, they can't create. Like, and, they, and, they're, and he's going on about him and uh, Freeland are, uh, you know, like uh, Abbott and Costello out there um, going on about... Uh, the green economy, which yeah. doesn't fucking exist. No. Other yeah. than uh, through government subsidies, right? Well, exactly. That's yeah. they're being, they're being, and, and you know what? 
<laughs> it's just it's just not physically or thermodynamically pos- pos- possible. You know, I see a shit ton of Teslas going around, but you know what? <laughs> one day, <laughs> yeah, one they'll be wondering how they can charge these things up. Yeah. Yeah. that's the thing unless you have a your own solar panel set up at your own home you're going to be hard pressed to charge up these uh these cars. Mm-hmm. just just to backpedal a second or two todd was talking about gold and silver yeah i know that's been always the world currency and the world reserve uh through centuries right millennia do you think that that's a real currency that can be based because you can't eat gold you can't eat silver and your gold and silver is as valuable as someone else that says it is or isn't. Um, do you think that's a that, that that's a good hedge against everything else? Since you're still hedging it against and basing it on a fiat currency with no intrinsic value. Well, um, it's held its value. It's been a, a, a system of exchange for five thousand years. That's right. And that one of the reasons governments hate it is because you can inflate. And yeah. um, they'll fight it to to the end. But um, you know what? You know what the governments can do, though. They can put counterfeit gold and silver on the market and and destabilize people's trust into it. Well, they're already doing that when they issue gold certificates. There's at least five hundred for every actual ounce of physical gold out there. There's like five hundred ounces of gold certificates floating around. Well, but I'm talking on top of it too, like actual fake physical gold. How do you know what you're buying physically is real gold and not twenty really good twenty four karat plated? Oh, you can when you buy a coin from the mint. Um, no, no. Who owns the mint though? Uh, it's a crown corporation. Exactly. Um, well, you can tell by the actual volume of the coin and the weight. Um. You know, because a lot of uh, there's something that's really close. Like, I mean, there are some there are some stories where they found in some gold storage places where it was it was gold on the outside and was bismuth inside. Yeah, Um, actually watching a couple of YouTube videos and that them doing checking some of those uh, pure uh, ounces of gold that are being sold online. eh? Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful. Like I buy, I've checked mine uh, yep. that I hold in my RSP. So I physically uh, know it's got a stamp and a serial number and it comes from the mint. So, you know, you're 99% rely, uh, confident but, that it's. But now, now how do you, okay, gold and silver are portable, but you're not going to, what if you buy a loaf of bread? You're not going to use a gold coin. That's what you got silver for. You try and get the lowest denomination you can find, right? Like that's a that's a good point. Like you you know, oh look at me, I've got a ten ounce gold bar. Uh, what am I going to do? Like I'm going to go buy a farm. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. found another button. <laughs> yeah, I. It's, I it, still it, think, like, like I, th- I know what you're saying, and I think you're going there on the right track. I think the perfect hedge against this, the, the, the system that we're in, I don't think you have to look much more further. I know this is going to be a little controversial. I don't think you have to look much further than the Mexican cartels. I would just go right into kilos. Because follow me on this. You're going to get a crackhead that's going to do anything for you. I would invest in baking soda, a cast iron pan, and a kilo of fresh Colombian cocaine. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's not as crazy as you sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it, uh, you buy that soon enough, it's going to be decriminalized, so it'll be legal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just hey, make sure. Guys? Oh, go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. Well, no, like I, I think he's right. It's, yeah. um, you know, as this thing unwinds, and it's going to unwind. The government now is reaching maximum uh, attempts at control, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're and they're just becoming more and more ineffective and desperate. Sooner or later, there's going to be a a, a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, 
if you look in Mexico, right, and you have the drug cartels uh, in control of numerous huge areas of, of Mexico, uh, can you see that happening in, in Canada and the U.S. where uh, different cartels or, or militia groups start taking over certain areas of the, the, the country? And Chicago. the government themselves as little uh, deefdoms, you know what I mean? Exactly. Chicago. Well, Chicago. It's, it's already happening in, in places I'm like the UK that. where you have no-go zones because the Muslims have just taken it over, right? So it's yeah. it's very possible, especially when you're mass immigrating people from all over the world and they all yeah. seem to conglomerate in the same areas. Yeah, it's, Bram- it's very likely that you're going to have no-go zones real soon within Canada. Yeah, Brampton, Surrey. Yeah. But for investments, lead, liquor, food, fuel. Yep. And have a skill. Yep. And have a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Know how to rub two sticks together to start a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On that fine note, gentlemen, um, I think we've, we've been speaking for about an hour and 10 minutes here. So we're going to wrap it up for the evening. It's been a great discussion. A lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and uh, just to make. Uh, Todd feel at home. I just want to. Hey, what's the theme song to Flat Earth? I'm still searching for that. Working on it. Still working on it. Yeah. You've been listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and it's been a great podcast tonight. And we look forward to many more. If you get a chance, please uh, hit the subscribe and uh, like when you uh, hear our podcast, and uh, it helps us uh, get out to more people. So thanks again. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Please hit the like button and share the podcast with friends.